Welcome to the DBS Films Podcast, a behind-the-scenes look into making indie films. Learn from DBS Films about their process, tips, and fun stories that all come with making multiple movies a reality. Hey everybody, welcome to the DBS Films Podcast. My name is Kellen, with me as always is my brother Brennan. Together we make movies with DBS Films. Today's episode, we are talking about how to plan to start filming your indie movie. Why is that? Well, in about a week, we will go ahead and begin the filming of our 14th film, The Bigfoot Project, as we're calling it as of now. And we are very excited, but we wanted to give you guys some tips and tricks this week on what you should do to prepare to go ahead and film your indie movie. As always, be sure to take a look at our Discord channel because we make movies for our fans with our fans that is the place to be on top of that the force of death is now on to be absolutely free no reason not to watch it and support indie films so we're gonna go ahead hop in we actually just got off a production meeting um so perfect timing to kind of hop into this this episode i really want to kind of highlight just the general concepts you should have towards planning and then the next episode we'll kind of get a little bit more in detail on what you can do to set your schedule up to make sure you have a good time so i know it's something that we've recently been talking about a lot more over the past few years and projects but the more you do pre-production the better your production will be yeah i mean pre-production is key um out of all the things that kind of move the needle with a movie pre-production has uh, a dramatic effect and there's a complete correlation between how much pre-production you do and the actual final product and number one how smooth that product um or how smooth your shoot goes and i really don't know why i didn't do a lot of pre-production stuff in the first eight movies um it takes a lot of work like you have to schedule it is a lot of zoom meetings. It's a lot of meetings. Um, and I'll kind of uh, use an excuse and say that zoom really wasn't that big of a thing in like 2017, 2018, when we first started out. Um, but that being said, everyone was local. So there's really no excuse not to either be, you know, on having them come into the office and work with them or at least do phone calls, but zoom does make things a lot easier. Um, we're flying in 15 people for this production. So we have people in all different parts of the, you know, the the United States, but zoom has really made it easier. Um, but once again, with each movie from girl and cabin 13, up until this one, the amount of pre-production that we, we put in is more and more. And this one, I've really been working pretty much for about a month now on pre-production and just meeting with people and I feel like everyone has a really good grasp of their character. They have a really good grasp of the story. And they've also helped a lot. A lot of the actors in this one have made adjustments and given feedback that is directly related to this movie. Um, Gary, who's going to play one of the campers, came up with a whole story that was just so good that we included it in the movie. Chris is one of the the hunters in the beginning hook and he had some really good um he had some really good ideas as far as his character and just the cool ending sequence that we could put on this so we're getting live feedback from actors and their feedback is going to the script to make it a better script and i think that if you're just not doing pre-production if you're not working with the actors if you're not getting that feedback right away then you're really kind of setting yourself up to fail um because it's just there's only so much you can do in that one week where you shoot this movie would I like to have 90 days to shoot a movie? 100%, but we just don't have that time. Everything is so compressed that everybody needs to know what they need to do and how to do it. And the only way you get that is through, uh, you know, really three to four weeks of pre-production. Yeah, I think that is just such a massive, you know, case for why you need to do pre-production is the time constraint. We always talk about it during production. 
production is intense. You know, production is you are scraping for every second that you want to be filming so you can have more footage, so you can have more coverage, so you can focus on the actual performance and things like that. And pre-production, you really have almost like unlimited time. You know, again, you set a time and you kind of run out with it once you go into production, but there's no reason once you kind of start solidifying the cast and the team and everything that you can't start doing these communications because this is when you actually can have a little bit more breathing room. And I think it's something that I'd wager that the vast amount of movies out there do not do the level of pre-production that is needed or that they expect. I mean, I think, as you mentioned, we're guilty of it too. We've only been increasing our pre-production more and more. Um, again, the Discord channel is also an amazing way for us to kind of get people on the same page. And I will say, just now that, you know, one of the big steps up is that since everyone's very familiar with DBS now, we kind of already have a, a cool mindset going of, you know, what the projects are like, what the films are going to look like. So that's kind of the big thing. But in this episode, let's kind of talk about more so how to get ready without the schedule, because the schedule is going to be the biggest thing. We'll go deep into the schedule, what you want to do, how you want to plan your shoot in the next episode. But in this episode, let's just kind of talk about what happened. So for DBS, we do a casting call. And, um, you know, once we have the casting call and once we're done with that, it's usually about say a month. It was basically a month when we made the final decisions on the casting. So you got one month. Walk us through, Brendan, the pre-production process. Now that you've selected your actors, you're an indie film. Um, what is this process going to look like or what is your ideal process for it? Yeah. So you usually have about a month to about six weeks, any shorter than that. And you're going to be, you know, crunching for time. Um, but also depends on like how solid your script is. Um, for our scripts, they really do not get solid. I I mean, like this script was all over the place until really last Friday. Um, but I think that would cause a lot of people anxiety. And I think it's just my process. Um, I try and put as much cool stuff in there as I possibly can. I get feedback from the actors and then we kind of scale down and then we just kind of hammer home. Like the same way we do editing, like each pass is it gets better and better and better. And then I try and read it and fix it each day. So between now and shooting, um, I'll go through the script probably about 30 times and just make our changes. So by the time we get on set, it's really solid. I feel really comfortable with it. Um, the only script that I really felt uncomfortable with was Forced Death, and that movie turned out to be our highest grossing movie. So, you know, really, you know, it's not the, – the fear was unfounded. But basically uh, if what our process is to, you know, make everyone comfortable is that's the goal is to make everybody comfortable. The first meeting, uh, the first week is just meet and greet, you know, tell them exactly what's going on, what is expected of them, what I need from them. Second and third week are usually uh, me meeting with them. We'll talk one, uh, one meeting will just be about their character depth, um, what they think about their character from a top-down basis, just as, any kind of traits, motivations, anything like that to help them, you know, understand the character and then make sure we're on the same page. And my general goals and um, experience with this is that if we can both be on the same page, we can be aligned on the character goals and motivations and what kind of character this person is going to play, then the dialogue kind of writes itself. So then the following week, we kind of go through the dialogue. I do a basic read through and I'm really just kind of looking for um, lines that are a little bit difficult to say or do not sound very natural and just fixing them up. I'll sit there and work with the actor and make live modifications um, of the dialogue on the script as we're talking through it. And then the final week, which is the week that's coming up for us now 
is basically going to be uh, breakout sessions. So we have a uh, little segment. We have some hunters that work together in this movie. So we're going to get all three hunters to kind of read through. The main cast interacts with different characters. So we're going to get those characters um, together. And then it acts more of a read through. And once again, I'm just kind of looking for lines that are kind of sticky or that are giving issues or just sound kind of weird um, and clean them up for the final week. And then by the time we get on set, everybody should you know, have a good understanding of the character, uh, the goals and motivations of that character. They should understand the dialogue they're they're about to say. Um, and there shouldn't be, you know, that very many changes or questions or comments or anything on there because I don't have a lot of time to really make big changes on set. We're, we run and gun so quick that it's just not in um, our ability to just kind of throw out scenes or completely rewrite scenes. So all this stuff has to be done in pre-production. That being said... The script is the guideline. I don't like scripts. The only reason I have scripts is because it keeps everybody understanding what's happening, what's going to happen next, and everyone on the same page. I like the natural performances. We try and push for the natural performances. We do two by the book, two or three takes by the book, which is do it like it says it in the script. And after that, we kind of play around. We do improv. And lo and behold, usually the scenes and the takes that end up in the movie are the ones that are towards the end of the improv stuff. So I think you can do both. I don't think it's wise to go on set and be like, Oh, this, the script, we're just going to throw it away and you guys go. And I also don't think it's very wise to just make everyone just stick by the script. We made that mistake in a lot of our early movies. Go look at it. It's everything sounds very robotic, but that also we didn't do a lot of pre-production with the actors on those movies. So that could be the issue as well. But I think we have a good process now, but it is one month of a lot of Zoom meetings. I love to see my total amount of Zooms that I've done in the past month because it was a lot, but it's necessary because I'd much rather spend the time in pre-production, get all the kinks ironed out before we get on set because Money, resources are not your biggest issue. It's time. You have seven days to make this movie. Every second counts. And it's very, very difficult if you start running behind and you have to start to fix up scenes and you're finding plot holes and you're finding dialogue that's not working. You're going to have a really bad time making your movie. That is definitely the case. I think the big thing is, you know, this is number 14, guys. And I think the first eight, we missed the boat on the pre-production by a mile away. And then I really think, honestly, it was like Murder House, Force of Death, then Horror in the Forest was really when we stepped it up. Cold Grave, and now this one easily has the most uh, pre-production. But I want to highlight what the benefit of pre-production is, as you were mentioning, now that we've kind of seen the difference there and again this is talking to indie filmmaker on movie number one these are things you're not aware of you've never done this before and the biggest thing is when we were first on set i would say good pre-production can remove those first one to six iffy takes and every time that we have a movie you have you know different amount of takes that you have for the scene you want to try and get as many as you can and i think you can really cut down per scene that you do pre-production on at least 30 to 45 minutes. If you can get everyone on the same page in a pre-production meeting, if you can get the feedback from the actors to improve the dialogue, to make it more like them and closer to them to give you an idea, let's kind of paint a picture of DBS before this model, DBS after this model. So DBS before this model would show up. All right, what scene are we doing? Well, we're doing this scene. The actors, and again, everyone in our movies did a fantastic job. Everyone does great. We are very, very lucky with that. But these are busy people. And again, this is 
you know, typically not their main focus. They might have other gigs and things like that. So if you, you know, leave it up to the actor, hey, I'm sure, you know, you read and did you rehearse by yourself or something like that? I'm going to say the chances are no, most likely. Um, but what's going to happen is they're going to be like, oh, okay, this scene. So what happens in this scene? Okay, okay, so this scene. Then they read the lines as in the script because you didn't make any changes or anything like that. So they read them, they come out a little bit clunky. Now we're taking like five minutes to kind of discuss the dialogue. Okay, let's go ahead and do it. Okay, now we're back. We're, let's say this line different. Basically, that process of going back and forth, just making little adjustments. One, they might not be as good as sitting down, going through the scene together, asking them, you know, what would you kind of change the scene? We give a big recommendation, work with your actors, because again, if they don't think something's natural, it's going to not come across as natural. So if you can take care of this process, you can save 15, 20, 30 minutes. You can get everyone on that same page. And, you know, really when we're running this, we have our shot list, we have the script, but the fact that we've sit down and reviewed these major key scenes with the actors is really going to allow us to be on that same page. So, you know, what would your theory be in the sense of just how much time that cuts down on? Because I'd wager you're looking at at least 30 minutes per scene that you do a good, healthy pre-production in like what we're doing now. Yeah, I mean, the pre-production really started, like the heavy pre-production really started with Girl in Cabin 13 because with, um, you know, some of the movies before that, we had actors coming on set who had no idea, like they never read the script and they had no idea what the character was. And it's very bizarre. They're like, this scene doesn't exist. And it's like, it's been in the script since the beginning. Um, and, you know, we've worked with a lot of people and like Kel said, they have a lot of stuff going on. They probably have a lot of projects and stuff, but... If you're not the the reason that I started doing pre-production was to sit down and basically read and make sure that they read the stuff too. That was pretty much it. And then it just I started to see the gains and you know the the better performances and the time saving aspect of it. So I just you know started to make more and more and more pre-production. We have sort of like a little bit of a rhythm um, in how we kind of get these actors to talk. And I think a lot of actors are very shy. Um, they do not want to step on directors' toes. I think a lot of directors are, they just, you should be a manager as a director. And I think a lot of director or people, you know, are misinformed on how to actually do that kind of stuff. They think that they want to be in charge and they want to have the power and they want the actors to, you know, they want to be able to tell the actors exactly how to deliver the lines in a very like Hitchcock esque way where it's, this is how you deliver it. You have to say it, you know, like, like it is in the script, like the script is gospel. The issue is that, you know, a lot of actors when they hear that, or they have experience with directors like that, they just don't want to bring up, changes they say all right this is how they want us you know they want me to say it and the, the problem can become completely unnatural for them and it's just a difficult line to say the dialogue gets very clunky very quickly with that where i think the better way to do it especially if you're you know you're a new writer a new filmmaker is to just try and make that character sound like they naturally speak so I sit there and I'll listen to him for a little bit on the intro. I'll take notes and then I'll try and rewrite the dialogue. So it fits them a little bit more. Um, 
And I think it's just a better performance. Um, and like, once again, like, look, we're making horror movies. So I'm not asking you to play like a character from the 1800s. If you have to do that, obviously you're going to have to change up some of the dialogue and stuff. But I think it's just for what we're trying to do on the time we're trying to do it. It's just like makes it easier if we can get your natural rhythm, your natural cadence, and you can go. Now, if you have Sorkin dialogue or you're a really clever writer and you really want them to hit all the dialogue beats and the ohms and the the pacing, you know, by by all means, go and try that. But I would just really double your pre-production because a lot of that stuff is very difficult for people to say. Um, so I really try and make it as easy as possible on myself, on my actors, and I'll rewrite the dialogue. I'll make it easier for them. And once again, each one of these touches, each one of these meetings, I'm looking for dialogue that's sticky, that's difficult for them to say, that sounds kind of you know, convulted. They don't talk like I do. I don't talk like they do, but I really want to make sure that that character in the movie and the character or the, and the person they are in real life has some synergy that's easy for them to do it because when you get on set, everyone's nervous. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of lights. You got me saying, look, we got one hour to do this scene ready and go. It's a high pressure situation. Some people deal with pressure differently than others, but the one thing that you don't want is to someone kind of get in their own head, start fumbling lines, and then, you know, all of a sudden you're out an hour because it gets very difficult to start, you know, getting these, getting the natural rhythm and cadence of set. And at that point you have to either start using takes that are not as good as you want, or you're just, you know, <laughs> you got to change up the dialogue and just make it easier for them. But I think a lot of those problems can be fixed in pre-production. I think you get a better performance in pre-production if you really work with your actors, make sure everybody's on the same page. If they can deliver it via Zoom message or a Zoom meeting, the, the dialogue flawlessly, usually when they get on set, they'll be absolutely fine. The last couple of movies, we didn't have any issues with anything of that nature. And we're working with people that we pulled from the Discord. So a lot of them are acting for the first time um, high pressure situation and they come in, they crush it. They do a great job. And I attribute that 100% to all the pre-production work that we do. Oh yeah. And I think again, this is where we're at now is such a complete night and day from what we were doing for the first eight. So I really want to highlight this to any filmmaker out there that is listening. You know, there's a lot of benefits. I think the last thing I want to touch on benefits wise is, you know, right now where we're at, with dbs you know we have the discord we have these people who are very loyal they've seen our movies they know who we are when we were first starting we were just a random you know ad potentially or something there that you would see you had no clue what dbs was you know yeah you could kind of take a look at some of our movies but i think one of the other big things with pre-production is you can kind of gauge how much of a flight risk an actor will be and this is something for indie filmmakers out there you know you're not quite sure like we said people will show up and they don't even they've never read the script they don't even know what's going on um again they could be busy but there's a lot of indie film studios out there where you go on set you'll do a whole bunch of stuff and you know the movie never comes out so there's a there's a give and take to it in the sense of you know i understand why you know actors can potentially discount a production or not having pre-production meetings gives you insight and clarity what it's going to be like with working with that person are they you know constantly rescheduling are they doing these things whereas i think you know now we're very confident all of our staff or all of the team that we're bringing on here is super loyal super on board they've been in our projects before we have no issues whatsoever but i mean for an indie filmmaker you can kind of gauge the situation of you know hey this person's not showing up to these pre-production meetings i haven't heard from them 
I should have a contingency plan in case they don't show up. Things like that will pop up with pre-production. I think as an indie filmmaker, especially a first-time indie filmmaker, knowing what we know now, use these pre-production meetings to one, kind of establish what that working relationship is. Because do you want to know when you do not want to have these issues is on set when you needed to start filming 10 minutes ago. Yeah, I mean, it, it does flesh out a lot of stuff. And, you know, it, the people who are, or the actors who are really good in pre-production are usually really good on set. There is definitely a correlation that the people who sign the waivers and the contracts very quickly, who pick out their wardrobe really quickly, who are actively engaged and giving me ideas, who actually watch the movies that I recommend, um, are usually the best actors. So once again, it's, uh, you know, it's a... It's a situation where both, you know, I'm trying to put you in a place to succeed. And this is honestly probably geared a little bit more towards actors. But if a director is giving you stuff to watch and asking, you know, wardrobe choices and character choices and to do homework and do notes, make sure you're doing that stuff. And I mean, even if it's a smaller production, you should still be working on some of that stuff. Um, the crew, the cast, the crew, the directors, the writers, they do a lot of work as well. Um so you kind of owe it to them. I think your performance will be much better if you're coming in there with a good idea of your your character and you're really trying to work with it. The actors that we we pull back and bring into multiple other movies are the ones that really put a lot of effort into pre-production. Um, Andrew did a great job in Horror in the Forest and we brought him back. Tatum did a great job in Horror in the Forest and Cold Grave and we're bringing her back. Um, those are my favorite actors to work with because the second time is always much easier. Once again, the first time the actors are very shy. The second time they understand the process, they understand what's going on. They're more open and you just get better pre-production stuff. And I feel more comfortable giving them stuff earlier um, with both Tatum and Drew and Andrew, we uh, I gave them you know scripts ahead of everyone else because I knew that they could look at it and just not be like, oh, this is a mess and it's garbage, but rather say, hey, like these are this is the cool stuff. I like this angle. Let's try and figure out where we want to go, and then they just have a little bit more input in the script. But I think for both sides, you got to put in the pre-production. Um, you know, especially with acting, your your options are limited unless you're getting a lot of you're booking a lot of gigs and stuff. Uh, I think you owe it to the people who are bringing you on board. I think you owe it to yourself to do pre-production and really kind of analyze the notes or analyze the scripts um, to give you someone who does really good pre-production would be Chloe. I think Chloe did really good. She always had a lot of um, like little sticker notes on all the scripts and she always had really good feedback and she would go through all the lines and everything. And that's why Chloe's in a lot of our movies. So I think it's, it's a team effort. Like this whole process is a team effort. So I think you just have to kind of, you know, put in the effort if you're an actor and then make sure if you're making a movie, um, you know, you're doing pre-production as well. And that was honestly the biggest thing, the biggest jump that we had other than editing the movies ourselves would be just doing a lot of pre-production work. And if I think one of the reasons why I didn't really do it because I didn't want to waste anybody's time, um, you know, I we're coming out here to do this movie. Um, we pay well, but like, obviously I don't want to be using, you know, wasting a ton of time of people. I ever, I understand everyone has jobs, everyone's busy, but I always ask the actors after the, the movie wraps, 
how did you feel about the amount of pre-production? And every single time they say, I wish we had more pre-production. And so we keep going. And that's the same answer every single time. So these actors want more pre-production. So if you're worried about, you know, bothering them or wasting their time, don't be because they want that pre-production because that pre-production gives them confidence. And when they get on conf- when they get on set, a confident actor is a good actor. So you really want to make sure that they're very clear in what they want to do. And you kind of get there at the same time and, you know, just make sure you're doing your pre-production. That's basically it. hundred percent. I mean, you can even say the, the reason we love bringing actors back is that first movie we did with them is basically a whole pre-production, but live for the newest feature. So it's almost like, Hey, we, we talk the same language. Now we understand what we're doing and really to kind of recap it for all the filmmakers out there, do your pre-production. There's no excuse for it. The big thing is sit down with the script, sit down with the actors, read through it, get their feedback, change those things based on their feedback and get a better concept and idea. It's going to help out in numerous, numerous, numerous ways. That's going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. The next episode, we're going to talk about the second biggest thing, which is your schedule. So be sure to go ahead and tune into that one. Take a look at our Discord channel online because we make movies for our fans with our fans. And on top of that, The Force of Death is now free. So go ahead, give it a watch. It means the world to us. But until then, have a good one.